to give res show respect to the audience and respect your own business. It was a way to protect it. K-Fabe, Ladies and gentlemen, here's the face of casual rest of and all you smart marks. I'm K-Fabe AJ. I'm K-Fabe Focus. And I'm E.A. And this is K-Fabe Avenue. And today we bring you the AEW wrap-up, where we get the best shows of the week, the most important things happening. We talk about it, we review it, discuss it so let's get into it well before first before we get into it a little elephant in the room we've been on like a big big break yeah I a while. um a little bit to do with pandemic a lot to do with the fact that uh the wrestling content has just been cringe really really cringe um particularly in the wwe yeah. side of things so we're probably going to have a, a big decrease on WWE-related content until they decide to actually give a fuck about their show. Yeah, so you're trying to say we're not going to review Raw no more? Um, did you ever review Raw? Yes. <laughs> Barely yes. ever. That was I remember my job. those episodes. I remember um, those episodes. Yeah, I yeah, do. Well, we like spent a week in and week out just criticizing WWE. Everything yeah. was becoming a negative and we got tired of shit. Yeah, show shouldn't just work on, on bashing all day and being negative. It should be fun. And I feel like WWE over the past couple of months have really like taken the fun, stabbed it in the heart, and like just kept I'm brutalizing gonna, it after. Honest, I only watch highlights of Raw on Twitter and like YouTube. I don't even watch the whole I show mean, anymore. At this point, that's all you need. And then on SmackDown, I would probably just watch like one, two segments, maybe like an hour tops, and then call SmackDown. It. All you need to watch on SmackDown is the Tribal Chief. Like they don't have nothing literally. That's it. They don't have nothing interesting right now, and um, uh, and I don't want to come up in here and bash all hours. Like it's a waste of energy. Yeah, way. it's a waste of energy. It's a lot of episodes just repeating ourselves, regurgitating the same information. So that's why we've been that. on a kind of a hiatus, and that was also stemming into AEW. Before you know, they got back to the fans. It was starting to be a lot of same things. Mm -hmm. uh, the elite, you know, just taking over the show, and it, you know, it was becoming more of the same shit. I will say though, they definitely rebounded since the inclusion of fans. Since yeah. the fans have returned, AEW has been firing on all cylinders. So we've actually been compelled to come back, start getting on our grind, get on these reviews, and you know, give you people the content. Give you people the the corner hangout vibe, chopping it up with your friends, talking all things wrestling. So, with that being said, let's get into it. Um, we usually start off these AEW shows with the AEW rankings. So, since it's been well, I want to say two, three months since we've been. Yeah, like about two months. We've been yeah, playing. so it's been about two, three months since we've actually reviewed anything. Um, being down on wrestling for a little bit. So let's get straight into the AEW rankings. Of course, the AEW rankings are updated every Wednesday before Dynamite. So they won't, they actually reflect the week before, not everything that happens after Dynamite. So let's share the good old screen and see what the rankings look like. 
right. So as of Wednesday, August 18, starting off with the men's rankings. Can you guys see that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Six so seven. we have AEW World Champion Kenny Omega at six and one with overall 49 and 13. That's a great record. We have the TNT champion Miro at 11 and 0 with the overall 18 and 1 record. Miro been very dominant, so that makes a lot of sense. Um, for those of you who are fresh into um, tuning into our show or those who've been here for a long time, you guys know or should know the fact that the AW World Championship and the TNT Championship, they both share uh, one rank system. So the round robin of the top five of AEW, they are broken down into categories for both the AEW and TSC championships. So number one contender this week is Christian Cage with the undefeated streak overall 9-0, and but singles record 7-0. and So makes a lot of sense. Shout we out. have at rank two, we have Darby Allen, 16-2. and Overall is 40. Wins 15 losses, and is that a draw? Yeah, that's the one that that's his first match with Moxley. Remember, it went was it Moxley? He went the time limit. No, he never had a match with Moxley. He had a match with somebody that went to a time limit draw. I forgot. I'm pretty sure he did have a match with Moxley, but I don't think it went to a draw. It was somebody that was like in the beginning of last year. He had that draw. Yeah. Um. So I ranked three. We got Orange Cassidy. 13 wins, one loss, one draw. Overall, 35 wins, 12 losses, and two draws. At rank four, which I, I never understand how this guy is always on the singles ranking. <laughs> Jungle Boy at 13 and two. Um, well, he has the most wins on the record. He was the first person to receive an award in AEW for, um, I think, hitting over 50 wins. So 57, 28, and one in his overall career. But has have you guys been seeing a lot of like Jungle Boy singles matches? Have it been happening on dark? Oh um, I don't understand why he's still on the uh, why he's on the singles right I mean for a couple of weeks I've been seeing him do both. He had the single match a couple of times, then he had tag matches. Like he's back and forth. For some reason, then he teamed up with Christian Cage recently, and then they got that little um, storyline going on. So I don't know, but he has been on fire. Like he's one of the 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 most over new guys, young guys in the company. Yeah, but from I mean, like don't quote me because I haven't been watching Dark um, faithfully. But I had you know from what I've gathered, he's been caught up in the storyline with with. Um, What's his name? Luchasaurus and the tag team uh, title situation. Yeah. So it's kind of weird that he's ranked four, especially with the influx of talent. So many people, you know, debuting left and right. It's kind of weird to see, at least in my opinion, it's a little weird to see Jungle Boy, you know, still in that position. Right. I'm surprised, you know, this is, they should just get rid of him from the singles competition to put somebody else up. Yeah, it, yeah. I think it's, it's long overdue, especially, you know, right at this moment. I don't see him actually contending for any single title. Right, right. We need, right. We need to see Jurassic Express actually become tag team champions before we ever see, like, a singles run for any of them. I agree with that. 
They've been they they're a great tag team. Luchasaurus is incredible. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, so I rank five. We have Powerhouse Hobbs with thirteen and two, overall twenty six and thirteen. So good look for Hobbs. Um, I haven't seen a lot of activity on Hobbs' part, so it must be happening on Dark. Yeah, he had one. He had one last week. That was it. He had a. He killed somebody last week. Like he's a. He's a beast. <laughs> As he should. As he should. I ain't seen uh, all, 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 all I'm gonna say all I'm gonna say is that last part should be on this list. Right. Right. Yeah. Especially yeah. coming off of his um been with John Moxley. His New Japan Pro Wrestling US title win. Yep. Like he definitely should have been on his rankings. Yeah. So it is what it is. Any last comments on the men's rank? It's trash. I mean, no, it's all <laughs> <laughs> it's a five, right? Like you always say. <laughs> well, obviously, there's my, there's five there, so I ain't got nothing. To I'm not I'm not tripping too much over it. It makes kind of sense. Maybe Jungle Boy could get itched out for Archer, but that's about it. All right, so let's move on to the women, which, from history, is the most accurate rankings in AAW. So we got the doctor herself, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD with 13 and one. Yeah, bro. Overall, 31 and 14. That's a great record. Yeah, she's on um, And, of course, the overalls is for the entire AW career, so st- stemming this whole two years of activity, so that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, at rank one, we got Chris Statlander. It's wonderful to see her up there, 14 and 0. We have Thunder Rosa. At number two, 23 and two. Still waiting to see Thunder Rosa get that title shot against Britt Baker. It's coming. So, it's coming. Yeah, it's definitely coming. But I think it's time for Chris Atlanta to get some shine. So um, that's cool that she's number one. We have Tay Conti, 22 and three. We know Tay Conti's been blasting her way through these rankings all year. She's on fire, bro. Like she's been winning and, and her match has been. And great, like it's a totally different person from when she was at NXT to now. Like it's crazy. Like we always talk about it, how much they dropped the ball with her. We didn't realize how much how talented she was until she came over. So shout out to Tay, you know what I mean? She's doing her thing. Well, I mean, that goes without saying. Our intro pretty much summed that up today. WWE's been really, really trash. Like it's un- it's not even coverable at this point. Yeah. Um and- Pieces like that's a whole nother episode we gotta talk about. Yeah, we'll we'll get back into it. Like we said, we're we're back. We're gonna try to get into the flow of these shows. Uh probably get into more topical things since we're not gonna be covering the Rawls and SmackDowns faithfully yeah. uh anymore. So we'll have we'll have a chance to discussion. Uh at rank number four, we have Hikaru Shida with 12 and 1. Uh great overall, 46 and 9. She was the former. Uh, AW Women's Champion, so yeah. uh, I don't think I'm too happy seeing her climbing the ranks already. I feel like she needs to be like far from the title picture. Yeah, I'm gonna just, just say Abaddon got more wins than her. We'll we'll check we'll check the the rankings and see what what is hitting for. I, I know I know that for sure. Like yo, bro, she doesn't <clears throat> she never comes out. <laughs> she has been kind True. of quiet since she lost. She her. had those um that dark match with Kira Hogan. That's the yeah. only thing I remember besides her dropping the belt to Britt Baker. She's been quiet. Like, she hasn't even been making appearances like that on Dark. She have, like, one match a month. That's what I'm saying. Where, where, where the fuck she got 12 from? No, that she slowed down since she lost the belt. You know how AEW does? They pat their stats just 
to make something that doesn't make sense finally make sense. <laughs> uh, and lastly, we have Penelope Ford at rank five with 11 and two. I'm glad so, she's the ranking. She's getting some wins up. So, so shout out to Penelope. I don't see Britt Baker losing to any of these women outside of maybe Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa makes the most sense for her to drop the title to her. It will make the most sense right now. Even though I don't see her dropping the title like anytime soon. she I, I see her going through Revolution or probably even to the next um, what's that casino pay-per-view they have. Double or nothing? Double or nothing. Yeah. I could see her going all the way through Revolution or Double or Nothing. I ain't Any tripping. last comments on the women's rankings? Yeah, I ain't tripping. I ain't tripping. So good. All right. Moving on, we got the Young Bucks with nine and one tag team champions. We have the number one contenders, Jurassic Express, with nine and one as well. We have the Varsity Blondes at rank two with 16 and four. The Lucha Brothers are seven and oh. The Private Party, the Trash Party is at eight and one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Do you see what I see? FTR six and oh still. (laughs) Do you guys see what I see? We haven't covered this shit. Well, for yo, all I'm gonna say, all I'm gonna say before you get into it, is that AEW has the best tag team divisions in the world. Granted, because you don't even have to wrestle to be on the ranking system. What's What's funny though, right? I was on Facebook, I was on the wrestling forum, and they're talking about the AEW rankings. Oh, AEW makes so much sense. So I'm like, really? So explain to me how FTR stood on the ranking systems while barely having any matches and then flip-flopping losses between them and the inner circle and the inner circle. It makes no sense. And two months later, the proof is still there. They must really have it in their contract that they're stuck in the top five. They beat on um, private powerful two weeks ago. Remember when Sun got injured on his arm? Right. They're trading wins and losses between them and and the inner circle. They have so, a part of power. Have I'm pretty them. sure if we go into the tag teams and we go into the overall uh, roster, there's a tag team with more wins than than the FTR. Claim, the, if you if you want to go by wins, claim, loss records, the claims should be number one. They should be number one because the claim has been. If it wasn't for my cast this idiot comment, we'll talk about what that. What the later. fuck you mean, idiot comment? He was rapping, nigga. The fuck that was fire. About? That was fire. I mean, you know what? I, I'm going to say, I'm gonna say this about it. We'll talk about that later. We got a segment where we can talk about that. Right. Well, I would say if, if, if Max Caster was still around here, the claim would definitely be in the top five, but FTR would have been if they didn't That's do that. That's not true. FTR, FTR has been the, like low in rankings and still has no, that say spot. The claim would be above them. I'm saying the claim would right, be... Right, but even, even before, when we were doing the show faithfully, Two months ago, the acclaim was already above them, and them yeah, and yeah, never yeah. hit, and never hit the tag team rankings above FTR. They gotta be that, another team out there. This proves my point. I was telling the guy. I was telling the guy. Off there is we cover this every week. The rankings don't make sense. The only time it makes sense is when Tony realizes, oh, we gotta pat this person's stats, so they're just gonna get a couple wins on dark, 
So then the rankings make sense. But in a lot of situations, the storyline overpowers the rank. So the guy's like, oh, no, the rankings are are, are uh, foolproof or whatever the case no, may not. be. I'm like, okay, so tell, think, me how, think... tell me how FTR stays on this rank system. That was the exact example I had. Oh, right. uh, Tony Khan said the quality of wins. And I'm like, so that's who, another who are they facing? So who are they facing, though? Because it's right, not nothing noteworthy. And I told, the... him, I told him, oh, well, that's a, a, a nice way of saying storyline overpowers the rank system. The quality of wins. How do you judge the quality of wins? Like, really? How do you judge quality of wins? What stipulates my win was better than your win if it's just a win? Doesn't make sense. Storylines outpower, overpower the rankings, and I'm going to just leave it at that. You guys got any any final say on the Tansy rankings this week? All I'm going to say is FTR has their contract that they're always on the tag team power rankings. That has to be a fact. That has to be a fact. I've been telling you guys this for for months already. I want to do a quick prediction, I think, because next week they got that fatal four-way tag for the the number one contender. The eliminator? I'm going for the boss. Let's go go in order. Let's go in order. We got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to unpack, so let's go in order. Any last thoughts on the rankings? Just trash. I don't have nothing else to say. I'm just gonna say Boston trash all around. Oh well, my last thought. Um, obviously the women's ranking is always the most accurate, and two months later, it remains that way. Yep. Trash. All right, so that was the rankings. Let's move on to the first episode of Rampage. Yeah, I did. I missed it. I'm gonna watch it after we're done, but I missed it. So this is all. So. Rampage is their new uh, secondary show, second to Dynamite. And this one is just an hour long, straight to the point. That's I guess that was the whole uh, point of, of making the show. Straight to the point, three, four matches, two promos, no fluff, no filler. Um, and and Let's call the show what it is. It's the main event for Dark and Dark Evolution. That's what it is. Yeah. It's the main event. It's yeah, the, that, that's, that's basically what it is. It's the main is the perfect way to describe it. The main event of Dark. So we have Rampage Dark. So let's keep, <laughs> it, let's keep it going. All right. Well, um, I will I will compare it to what, the, what you're saying is accurate, but I won't compare it to a Dark because this episode felt important. And where Dark suffers in that regard is that not every match feels important. Dark, you can literally watch maybe the first and last match and not really miss anything. So um, Rampage, uh, you know, judging for this first episode, at least in my opinion, this is like a must-watch. Like, I have to tune in every week to see where the storyline is going. And for once, they finally got, you know, unity between their own shows. Whatever happened on Dynamite builds up for Friday or finishes on Friday. So... Uh, the dynamite before this episode of Rampage, we had a promo between the elite, uh, Christian Cage and uh, Lucha, Jura- uh, Luchasaurus, Jurassic Express. I was gonna call him something else. Um, but Luchasaurus? uh, no, I was gonna, that's <laughs> fucked up, man. Why would you say something like that? I was gonna like call him Luchasaurus Party. 
<laughs> the Luchasaurus yeah, party. Yeah, you know, I'm done with this shit. Fuck <laughs> this shit, man. Disrespect. Disrespect. We had a uh, we had a promo to build up the first match of for Rampage, and that would be Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage. And ironically, Christian being the number one contender chooses to, I guess, speak to Tony and get himself an Impact Championship match ahead of his AEW Championship match at All Out. That I don't agree with. That's the only aspect of this match I didn't agree with. That you know but, that 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 that's this whole match on Rampage takes away from the match at All Out. It does. It does. And like like that. Now I don't even feel obligated. Like you know what. I should just brought it right now. Now I'll see a Picasso show up and fuck it all out for his action. And that's how I felt. When they announced this match, I thought, okay, let me get into my fantasy booking mind. Um, hold up. Technical difficulties. Um, so I was saying, I was like, let me get into my fantasy booking mind. Why would they have Christian Cage two, three weeks before his all-out championship match, fight for the type for the Impact Championship on Rampage. Besides, obviously, getting viewers, besides, obviously, bringing in a crowd to get a high marquee match, I figured maybe Christian Cage gets taken out sometime during this match, which would lead to not having an opponent at all-out for Kenny Omega. Right. With the second episode of Rampage being dubbed as the first dance, which makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, outside of this is the second episode. Yes, yeah, the second, second episode. episode. But the first dance. So, uh, so it was the first episode just coming in or something. The intro. <laughs> Niggas just standing around on the wall or something. I guess I don't know. <laughs> so, um, you know, I figured. With the first dance being the second week of Rampage, I figured they take Christian out on Friday, leaving that uh, spot empty. CM Punk makes his debut on uh, the first dance episode of Rampage, and then that will lead to a CM Punk versus Omega match at All Out. That's not the way they went. Obviously, that's not the way they went. Um, Christian and and Omega have a decent match. I feel like it was kind of like overhyped. They tried to make it seem like it was a classic, and I felt like it was just a decent match. We had the elite kind of interfere set up with steel chair, and Christian hits the kill switch on Omega on the steel chair, which leads to him getting the one, two, three for the Impact Championship. So now the Impact Titans, both of them, are in the possession of Christian Cage. So it's like not only did the undefeated, unpinned champion just lose, he lost three weeks before. He's supposed to defend the other side. Yeah. So, it, it, like, that didn't make sense. But then Tony Khan wants to tell AAA, don't let Kenny Omega lose the AAA championship because it's too soon. Don't you think him losing the TNA Impact Championship was too soon? So... You, you, want, you want to know why Impact wanted it? Because they, they wanted Kenny for the next pay-per-view, which is Rebellion. I think it's in, like, around the same time. I was all out. So he had to drop the title. Because as soon as soon as Christian won the championship, they announced um Christian versus Brian Myers at Rebellion. Yeah. I think they just wanted a uh 
somebody with like an impact legacy. You know what it was? They booked they, they booked themselves into a corner, and when shit actually hit the fan, they shit the bed and they gave us this piece of shit. <laughs> The match was actually. Was. I mean, the match was actually decent. The booking. Yeah, the match was easy. Decision. It doesn't make no sense at all. Yeah. And the then, and then now, now we have, sense. and now we have Andrade who returns Triple A with Ric Flair, and he didn't even get his title back. Yep. Like, what's the whole point? And they're not even, and, and they're not even running a storyline where Kenny's exhausted and everything from defending all these titles or anything. So. It's not I like think, they're playing that out either. Yeah, and and on top of that, I feel like Christian doesn't deserve another title. You 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 just won one. Why would you now supersede that and get a, yet another title shot? Yeah. Like if anything, we should have oh Christian won the TNA Impact Championship. Okay, he has to defend that shit at all out now. So now let's get an eliminated tournament or we bring in the you know rumored CM Punk or rumored Daniel Bryan because I no, think that's gonna be a they, swear too. I don't think I don't what, think it what might they, be what CM they should, Punk. What, what they should do is that they it's should too have obvious. Kenny versus Christian champion versus champion match. Yeah, but know. then if Omega wins, he just wins his title back. Like I, I, I never saw what the partnership would impact, what the point of it was. Like we got your titles on our show and we could give two shits about your show. <laughs> like that shit don't make any sense to me. The they should have. They should have split. They should have split the impact and TNA title. They should have had those two belts. I thought they retired the TNA though, but then they he appeared on the, on this week's episode of Dynamite with both they, belts. They, they they brought it back because Tessa didn't want to bring back the world title. I know, and that's that's a bit that's a bit of history people seem to overlook. The only reason the TNA title even came back is because they let Tessa Blanchard win the the Impact Championship. <laughs> so it was like, oh shit, we kind of fucked up our booking. Now this woman What's should be beating all the men in the company, and What's let's just get moved to a different belt. So a little convoluted matchup overall. I, I give the give match a like seven and a half. It was pretty good. I like the the outcome of it. Where the story's going, I don't know. Right. But um, I definitely felt like if Christian won the belt, he should have been taken out of the AEW title picture. Is way more people um, that should be going for it. You know, if Hangman's not around because he has um, supposedly the rumor is Hangman has a baby on the way. Yeah. If Hangman's not going to be around, what about the rumored Dan- Daniel Bryan? What about the rumored CM Punk? What about the new guys, Malachi? Um, you know, there's so many new people, so many people to put in that position, even if they're not going to win it right away. Um, but let's move on from there. The next matchup we have is the TNT Championship, Nero versus Fuego Del Sol. Now, it, you you didn't get to watch this yeah. um, yet, but I heard what happened, but I didn't get to watch it myself. If, if you've been watching AEW from the beginning, if you've been watching the BTEs, if you've been watching Sammy Guevara's blog, this match was possibly the most emotional matchup 
in probably this whole year as far as AEW goes. Right. Like, Fuego starts off strong, gets in his Tornado DDTs back-to-back, um, kind of getting Miro before he could get his his uh, his footing. Um, it looks like Fuego's going to actually win. Like, multiple times he, he gets Miro into the, the uh, Tornado DDT, hits it, goes for the pin. Miro powers out. Next thing you know, Miro starts getting his shit in, and it's all downhill for Fuego from there. Miro destroys him, ends up pulling out the victory. But what happened after is what made it so much more emotional. Like, the fans behind Fuego the entire match, we get Sammy Guevara music to hit after Miro wins. Sammy comes out and finally gives Fuego an AEW contract. And it was like, win or lose, like, the people love you. And this is why, like, you're going to have this contract. Honestly, I teared up a little bit. Like, it was like, I've been watching Fuego week in, week out on the on the vlog and literally had no contract, was not an AEW contract, tracked the wrestler, was sleeping in Sammy Guevara's dressing rooms and hotel rooms and stuff like this, and not even guaranteed a match or not even guaranteed money, but he was traveling with AEW, he was there during the entire pandemic era. So, you know, I felt like it was well-deserved. It got me a little bit emotional. And it was like, this is one of the reasons we watch wrestling. And I'm going to say that again today. There's another reason why we watch wrestling, uh, the type of stories, the type of emotion that we get attached to. That This week, that was one of the biggest reasons. Right. Yeah, this, was, this was a pretty good squash AEW dark type of match. I'm glad that, you know, Fuego, they'll sign it, actually got signed, you know. Yeah, it was well-deserved. I think, you know, out of the loser stories in AEW between him, uh, Pretty Peter, and Brandon Cutler, way Nobody talks about him. Nobody mentions him. <laughs> he's, he's part of the Friend Olympics. <laughs> I'm good on that. <laughs> I can't stand Brandon Black. This whole gimmick is trash. Um, so look, gimmick, everything. I can't get with it. Um... Anyways, I don't know why you brought up Barry Black when I'm <laughs> gushing over this Fuego, the soul, <laughs> getting his, his contract. But out of all the losers in the company, like, he's the one that resonated with everybody the most. Everybody loves Fuego. You know, everybody loves the skits between him, Dark Order, the boy band, um, him and uh, Dustin. He, he's just been in so many things. Him and Cody, like you said, the Friendship Olympics. So... Win or lose, Fuego's a, a great part of AW, and I'm glad that he's official. Well, Any last cool. thoughts on that? No, nah, I ain't see it. I'm gonna watch it again. But I, I heard that he got his contract. Congratulations to that man. He, but uh, what has been like two years? He's been with the company, and he finally got his shit down. Like what the yeah. fuck is going on? But shout out to him. I want Danny Limelight to get his next. Like give him a fucking um feel good story too. He's in, he's in New Japan. What are you talking about? He went to New Japan? He's Damn. been in New Japan. He, do, he does bookings on uh, AEW on the side. Oh, wow. See, I ain't know that shit. <laughs> nah, he need to come back over here, man. I fuck with Danny Lamb. Like, nah, man. He's good where he's at. He's in the great Yeah, he's good where he's at. AEW wasn't really using it correctly. I'm not tripping over that, but yeah. um, shout out to Fuego. That's so, yeah, shout out to Fuego. Let's, let's move on from that. We got a quick promo from Sting and Darby Allen. 
Stag. Um, then we get a pre-match interview live with Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Red Velvet. The goal. I'm not big on Red Velvet. I have not been. Uh, whether it's in ring, uh, character gimmick, promo, I just can't get with Red Velvet. Like I, she's just a Brandy lookalike clone, and I feel like that's really the only reason they pushed her. But nothing impressive from that girl, in my opinion. I mean, um, I, she was she's decent in the ring. She's not like over the top, one of the top. But I'm not. I'm, I don't know. They yeah, could if, if I can't if I can't get a great match out of her. How she skipped the whole line, bro, because them them women been online and for, for a little while and she wasn't even on the list for, for a minute. And she well, was, they were paying her stats on dark oh, the entire let me time. See last week. Let me see last week. Real yeah, quick. She was, I don't think she was on last week. On the, on the, yes, she was. She was where she was at. She was three. And she skipped over Rosa and Statlander. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she lost on this episode of Elevation, so that makes sense why she's not in our rankings this week. That's uh, it. She was good. She had. She had a. She had a. Yeah. No. To no. They've they been. They've been padding her stats on Dark for months. That makes sense. It, I. I just don't feel like she's the one to be in this position. Yeah. That I could um, agree. With. I'm saying I, I could agree with that. Like I don't think she was. I think, I think they just gave this. They just gave this title shot to her so they could shut her up. I think they're gonna start. They're gonna put somebody start, else. Now that she beat her, they're gonna start the little story with her and Rosa. You know what I mean? Now that she has that, almost that girl that they just Jamie Hater not down with her too. So now they probably gonna start a little feud there or something. I don't know, but it wasn't. It was. I don't think it was her turn yet, but it was what it was. You know what I mean? So the match itself was actually you know pretty decent. It, 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 this was in Pittsburgh, so it just showed how over Britt Baker is. She's they home. were going nuts. She's home, bro. She was nuts. Home. So this was more of a showcase for Britt Baker um, and to pop the crowd with their hometown hero. But um, notably, after the match, after Britt Baker pulled off the win, we get a debuting, uh, what is it, Jamie Hayter? Jamie Hayter. So yeah. Jamie Hayter is officially in AEW. And she's now partnered with uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD herself. So uh, a lot to look forward to that. Jamie here, to, of course, been around, big name on the independent scene. So good to yeah. see her a part of the company. We need more women. Absolutely. I agree with that. So um, as far as the overall show, I felt like it, it was a great first episode. Uh, struck the core emotionally with Fuego. Um, you know, gave us a great pop with Britt Baker. The, the opening match was really uh, good between Christian and, and Omega. Um, it was a big shock for people. People did not expect Kenny to, to lose. I did not expect it. And I'm still not, you know, um, almost a week later, I don't think I'm still sold on the fact that he should have lost. I think they should have saved that loss or not have it at all. Not, not this close to all out. Right, right. I mean, I'm, I'm not tripping. That's a good look for Christian. You know what I'm saying? Um, that now he could be champion over there instead of it being over here now and he could continue getting his wins up. Um, other than that, uh, well, I didn't see it, so I can't really comment too much on on it. But from what I'm hearing, like everybody was actually happy about the the outcome. Oh yeah, happy. they were happy because they didn't they didn't expect it. It was a, a crowning achievement for Christian. Christian come, 
Appreciate yeah. coming off of concussions and retirement to come back and be in this kind of shape. And he's been on fire too, yeah. So yeah, gotta, so you know, hats off to Christian. Hats off to Christian man. doing his thing. Um, you know, one of the vets. It's even it's a privilege that we even get to see him wrestle at this point in his career. So um yes, looking looking forward to seeing what happens with that TNA impact. Champion all over again. He's a champion all over again. So that's what's up. You know, what I mean he came back and this is a redemption story, if anything. So, yeah. so um, before we move on uh, to the rest of the show, we're going to cover AEW Dynamite for this week. Let's take a quick break to our sponsors, the people that keep the lights going, keep this K-Fape Avenue train moving, and we'll be right back after these messages. And we're back. We left off with the ending of the first episode of Rampage. So let's move on to AEW Dynamite. And the show starts off with a bang. We got John Moxley and Eddie Kingston ended up getting attacked by Daniel Garcia and 2.0, which is the bargain bin young bucks, <laughs> the can of bucks, or whatever we used to call them from NXT. The family value bucks. I don't get the I don't get the hype with these guys. I do not get the hype. I don't know. They getting they since they came over, they've been getting pushed heavy, and they getting big early. I don't get it either. They getting why? Big what have much. they done? What have they done in WWE to get this much attention in AEW? I don't know. They have to let the young bucks. That's like literally the only thing I can think of. You guys are copying the bucks, and the bucks are flattered. Like since we're cosplaying the bucks as <laughs> the bucks, now we got the guys who are the bargain bin bucks. Yeah, so it just makes sense. Like Cody having entrances for his entrance, they got young bucks for their young bucks. I won't be surprised <laughs> to get down with the elite. You know what I mean? And then they'd be another Jay Cutler running around. Oh God, there's enough <laughs> cheese. There's enough cheese in this with Anderson and Gallows. We don't need any more. <laughs> but we have um 2.0 versus Sting and uh Darby Allen, um, and uh John Moxley. And this this was like all over the place. It's backstage, it's through it the crowd, fun. it's in the ring. And honestly, I think the biggest thing we can take from this is this is Sting's first televised match on a Dynamite. In 20 And he proved that he still got it. He proved yeah. that he can still move in there. He's not that broken down uh, wrestler that we thought he was going to be. He doesn't need to be super protected with these... Um, you know, uh, with cinematic matches. Yeah, I, I Seth is at the end of his career. Well, if he was still in the WWE, he definitely was <laughs> would have ended his career. Yeah, but um, I think this is Sting's actual first match too, right? Like that's not cinematic. Yeah, not what like two thousand two or some shit, like something that far along. Like it was a minute ago, his last match. Yeah, so, like, so on TNT because remember he came to WWE. <clears throat> matches then but on TNT it's been like 20 years 18 years bro something like that his last match was with Ric Flair like from what they were saying for the for the belt the last the last his last match on TNT was the last episode of Nitro where he fought Ric Flair that's right yeah um, so it's a it's a little bit of a homecoming for him too um but we had the Darby and, and Sting getting the best of 2.0 and we get dual Scorpion death drops from Sting on both of them. 
So hopefully that knocks the can of bucks, the 2.0 young bucks, the bargain bin bucks, knock them, you know, back down and make them earn the fucking rank system before they get these high profile matches. Um, but we got Sting and Darby Allen uh, taking the win on that one. Right. Any, any thoughts on that match? Yeah, you know, the um, best tag, the best tag team wrestling in the world, man. <laughs> I was, right. <laughs> I was surprised that Sting um no sold that table spot. That um I was surprised. I know he. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people complain about that. Yeah, but he done that a lot throughout his career. But I didn't expect him to do that with a table spot, especially now that this is his first match in forever, like official first match. But I, I thought I think that Sting's was, trying to knock that idea that he can't go with yeah. people's minds. Yeah. But shout out to Sting. It was a good match. I give it a, a a seven. It was decent. It was nothing too crazy. It was yeah. I give it a seven too. It was a good opener, and the crowd was hot. Yo, shout out the Houston crowd. Y'all fucking made Dynamite last night like ten times better, yo. Mm-hmm. Y'all fucking was amazing last night. Shout out, shout out to Houston. You know what I mean? We'll we'll get we'll get to the fans and the reason why this is why we watch wrestling. Shout, shout out to um, Paul Wall. Shout out Paul Wall, the people's champ. You know and I mean? Mike Jones. <laughs> uh, another shout out, let's shout out Sammy, Sammy Guevara, who just proposed to his girlfriend. Yeah, shout if out anybody watches Sammy Guevara's blog, definitely know about his girl. So congrats to them. They're going to get married. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Sammy Guevara, this leads to our next matchup of Dynamite. Sammy G versus Sean Spears. Holy moly. Two bars. Holy. I got two bars for this. For you this got match. two bars. So let me say, let me, let me get mine off. The first Shut bar we, we agreed on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you want to talk the bars first? So can I just get the, the positive out the way first? Like, nah, it's all positive. It's all yeah, positive. Nah, that, yo, amazing match, man. Yo, this was like we said last night in the text. It's probably the best showing of Sean Spears' career at AEW so far. We always knew that he was talented in the ring. He got, he, he he was always dope in the ring. I'm just tired of the, of the making him look like a job, but story-wise, character-wise, and even in the pinnacle with the stable. Like, he needs to get more wins. Put that nigga, pat his stats on Dark or something. Like, that's all we ask. Why, like, why do you think he's on Dynamite? Like, they patted know, his stats on Dark and then put him in the pinnacle. Well, he needs more. He needs more wins, man, because I'm this tired of- This is my thing. He needs wins. He, he it's not that he needs more wins. He needs he, wins. And then he needs wins. He's a great promo. He got Tully there. He got he got the pinnacle. They they the probably the one of the best um beside the elite. They probably the best huge stable they have beside the elite. Uh, I I might be reaching, maybe not, but like he's good. He's in good position. He just needs to look better. That's all I'm saying. You know what I'm and saying? And I think I think this is where that match succeeded because. It made Sean Spears look like a player. It made him seem like not only can this guy wrestle, he could take the hits, could take the bumps, the and finishes with fire. You know, that, that's where I gotta. That's where I gotta throw my ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. go ahead, say your ball. I'm gonna just say it straight up. This match was like eight and a half. It would have been, it would have been a classic ten, except for these things. A lot of people. Get mad when Jim Cornette calls these guys spot monkeys, man. He talks about, um, you know, them high flying and not really thinking about the the, the, the mental aspects, the emory psychology of, of it. And that's where my problem stem with, with this match. And it's not even a big problem because, like I said, it's an eight and a half. Watch your way. Go see it. 
I did appreciate it. But it wouldn't be a classic tense for me for the simple fact we have Sean Spears, like you said, always losing, always getting these feuds, ends up being, you know, the guy who gets pinned. That was a problem for me, especially considering this feud is not going anywhere. Like, it's, it's going to continue. Why make him lose? Sammy's already over. Sammy's already the face. Why make Sean Spears lose? And then not only do you make him lose, you make him lose in a sequence that in any other promotion would have been finished. Yeah, it would have put him through you um do a Death Valley driver onto a steel barricade, bending the barricade in half, throw him back in, then hit a 640 splash on him, and he kicks out. I got up. I'm like, wow, what the hell? What? Yeah, the commentary is saying the same thing. That's cool. All right. Maybe you could got that one spot. But when you're doing spots like that and you follow it up with a super RKO off the turnbuckle, I have a problem with that. Because, <laughs> no, for real. Because now, now let's say, I know what you're say saying. by some miracle, by some miracle, we got a, we got a guy like Randy Orton to come in. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Before you even say anything, there's another person in this show that used the cutter. And it yeah. looked impactful because of this, 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 yeah. this, this, cut, this cutter. Yeah. It wasn't even him. It wasn't even but, him. But, but somebody else was cutter. In, no, but somebody else in the show used the cutter and it didn't even look impactful because Sammy Guevara is in this match. And it, Sammy Guevara does a fucking top rope. Diamond RKO, cutter. Diamond yeah. Cutter, great. And yo, shout out to the self for that Diamond Cutter was funny as hell. <laughs> it was hit him, boom, he gets up, like, kind of shit, like, falls back down, <laughs> which, is, which is the way like he sold it was show. good. I like his show. When you hit high impact moves to, to that extent, you diminish the move. Yeah. And this is where I got to keep agreeing with Cornette. And my critique when we was talking about it after the show finished, I said the match was amazing. I liked it. Yeah, that was a match. But if they had five more minutes, just five more minutes to sell, if we would have had a few more seconds after the RKO off the off the turnbuckle, if we would have had just a couple more seconds of Sammy, you know, selling, damn, my backers landing after this move and Spears, you know, kind of crawling his way back to his feet. That would have made everybody way more invested, and that's where they they suffer. You go right. from you go from the barricade spot uh, straight into the six forty, the super RKO, and then you then you hit um, his version of go to sleep for the finish. GTH, cool, cool, the GTH, but that's cool and everything. But you didn't have to hit all those moves within the. Two, within two, three minutes of each other. Yeah, I could have sold it or like spread them out. They need to learn how to sell just a little bit more. If you're going to do spots like that, just give us a few seconds of you crawling, struggling yeah. to get up. I think that shit killed you too. When you did like, like that would have been perfect. Like the diamond cutter, he would have just played off the floor and then like a crawl pin and then he would have kicked out. It would have made more sense because it That's, was a pin. Exactly. They need to start selling the, the tiredness yeah. You know, I'm tired. We've been running around. We've been devastated moves. Uh, you know, we've been fast-paced this whole match. Let me slow down. Let the crowd soak it in. Yeah. Let us get invested. 
and this devastating move. Oh my God, look, Sammy could barely get up. Shaw Spears could barely get up. I think that's what they're missing in the overall product. Yeah. They're so focused on getting to the next spot that the it gets lost in translation getting from one spot to the next. Yeah. We we go from we should go from oh to like caring that oh you're supposed to rise in your pops. You know, yeah. you're not supposed to go up here, stay here, and then go and, down. You feel me? It's supposed to be a roller coaster ride. Peaks and valleys, and that's what they're missing in their in, in their in their yeah. matches, honestly. But I still give it an eight point five. Was a yeah. highlight to me. This was the match of the night. Yeah. Um, go out your way to go see it. By far, by far, match of the night. I give it. A, I give it an eight point five. I agree with you there. It was definitely match of the night. That shit. That shit was crazy, and they gave them enough time. They went through a whole commercial, so it was like a good fifteen. And, and this was a match that is rare because usually when they go to commercial, I fuck it. I wait till the commercial's over. Yeah. This kept me glued to that side of the screen, the yeah. whole commercial. Could I, could I put picture to picture? Like it was that. So they, they did their job. I'm not I'm not trying to be negative on it. I just wish they would sell just a little bit more. And they gotta do more with Spears, man. He's a great in-ring competitor. He's great on the mic. I like it. I like the promo before the match he did. That shit was ill. Like we gotta do we Where gotta he throw the pot shot at Sammy's. Yeah, we gotta, you know, you know what? I'm, we gotta I'm do something with Sean, man. Spears, Spears, I'm gonna just say Spears is just gonna impact. Oh. It'll be yo. He will legit be the best world champion um, impact. Because mm, he ain't. Because he ain't gonna. He ain't hitting no world title. You know how I feel about impact. He ain't hitting no AEW title. I don't care title. how many Jay Whites show up. I don't care how many Kenny Omegas show up. I just don't like impact as a product. I don't want to. I don't want to agree with this, man. But you might have a fucking sure. point, bro. What, what is he going to do with I, AEW right now? Because he's not going to challenge him for the title. AEW, AEW keeps booking him to lose. Yeah, man. Like, we got, come on. We got to do something with him. He's a How do you go from the chairman and that Cody feud to barely having a match on Dynamite? Like, and, and come on. If anything, this right here proved that the man could go. And the promo game is good. Like, this should prove that he deserves more. So, we got to do I something. Think, I think the wrong man won, honestly. Yeah, so that way they could have continued the feud to maybe all out, and then they probably could have put a stimulation or something, even a chair match. You know, I think I mean? we're still gonna get there. I think so, we're still gonna get there. So shout out. This you. ain't over. But this was a dope match, man. Salute to both of them. They did great. And congratulations, Sammy, on your your engagement. You know what I mean? All right, let's move on. We got Christian Cage cutting a promo with Don Callis. Don Callis obviously trying to um <laughs> shit talk Christian Cage and tell him like he's still. Congratulations, congratulations on you win, but you're gonna take the one wing angel at all out. You're gonna lose to Kenny Omega. So you know I like his promo. He's funny, he's a funny, sarcastic asshole. Like I like that. It it pretty much ends with Christian saying it doesn't matter um where we are, how much time, pretty much you're always gonna be a carny piece of shit. Uh, (laughs) Tony Shivani Visibly laughing was what made that for me. Yeah, that promo was hilarious, man. Like I know they will be a series, but I, yo, Don Callis, I, I fuck with him, man. He's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> Next up, we got another promo, and and now we can talk about what you wanted to talk about um, a little bit earlier. Um, stemming from Max Caster, because I felt like this segment kind of highlighted what you were thinking on that. We had Dan Lambert, uh, with Andre Arlovsky and Junior Dos Santos. 
Um, you know, MMA, UFC dudes. UFC dudes. Um, I, I, Junior's actually a dope fighter. I've seen him fight a couple times. He's actually dope. So, That's you know, crazy. Dan Lambert is one of the representatives um, for, for the MMA or whatever. And he's just trash talking the shit out of AEW, talking about how they're no longer, uh, you know, a place that you can be free, that they they have cancel culture going on. And, and his promo had nothing to do with Casper, but I no. felt like it had everything to do with Casper. I, I, I felt like, you know what I liked about it? I felt like I, I, the the conviction and the way he was saying his balls was fire. Like he really was putting the believability out there. Like I, that's one thing I gotta give him props for. That's why I like the promo. I felt the me- the message was too MAGA a little bit. Like I'm gonna keep it real. Yeah, I did, I did like the 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 um the 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 way he was saying it. Like his approach, I just didn't like yeah. the message that much. I I, I like the promo because, like I said, it hit home for me. Feeling like. Why did they just cancel and suspend Max Casta for being a heel yeah. and saying some heel shit, getting the heat? That was that's his fucking job. So I mean, he's on the back know. burner now. I feel like this promo, even though it had nothing to do with Max, it, it hit home. Yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know, like, well, we'll talk about we'll figure out what happens with Max later, but I, I felt like it was a little out of out of line. Like they could have they could have done something more more or less than two. <laughs> suspension and all this shit and then um I don't know but he's young he's gonna be all right caster but yeah as far as this poem I thought it was all right it was just a little bit well I, I hope they bring him back sooner rather than later honestly yeah but the message was a little bit too cringe but I did like the promo I liked I liked the way he approached it like his approach and the way his believability and conviction was fire yeah so we end up getting another segment after this with Matt Archer getting beat down by the men of the year, uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. So it looks like we'll end up seeing Archer versus one of them or both of them in some capacity. Yeah, one of them. Um, we got another promo with Chris Jericho. So very promo heavy uh, dynamite this week. Uh, Chris Jericho with another final message for MJF ahead of... Um, their matchup at the main event. Yeah. Then we segue into this week's championship match, the AEW Tag Team Championships, Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks. How many times we will see this match? Take this one? How many times we will see this match? Apparently, uh, maybe one more time. Yeah, if they win the the fatal four way next week. Yeah. Them. So. I really like, want to like, 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 like I might as well just watch the Usos versus the New Day again. I mean, that was a fire ass rivalry. So if that's what you're comparing it to, then the matches was all dope, though. I can't. <laughs> that's I, what I'm saying. The matches at least are eight or better. Most Those were all classics. So if that's what you're comparing it to, then hey, I wouldn't the match wasn't that bad, bad though. Like I thought, Jungle Boy and um, the match is fire. The match is fire. This is like another eight right here. You know what I'm saying? Like um. The hot tag with Luchasaurus, he went in there. That shit, when the, the, the match went like from eight to 10 when Luchasaurus went in there, the crowd was How amazing. many times Jurassic Express could have won and Nick had to jump into the ring yeah. and break the pound, get thrown back out. They hit another devastating move. Like, Nick got to run right back in, break the count again, yeah. gets thrown out again. <laughs> like, yeah. That whole, that whole, the match was great. The whole, like, final act of it, though, yeah, we had uh, Luchasaurus hit a devastating move. Obviously, they kicked, they 
stop that count. The that sunset flip power bomb. Yeah. Oh my god. Jurassic Express. Oh my god, I love that move. Oh my, I love that move. I thought it was over right then, but obviously, you know, Nick gets in and saves Matt. But um, we end up getting Luchasaurus, you know, caught in the mix, get thrown out. When they turn around, they still had Jungle Boy's hand. Yeah. Pull him in and pulls him right into a double uh, BTE trigger. Uh, That was a great match. That was a great match. match. You know, shout out also where um, Jungle Boy did the suplex off of Luchasaurus at the shoulders. Yeah, it's crazy too. Yo, that whole so, match was crazy. Like, shot that's this is another eight, man. This is a part of their story. They keep building themselves up through the roster, through the ranks. They get to the Bucks, and the Bucks either cheat or they win. It's a fuck, fuck boy way. Yeah. This just means that down the line, Jurassic Express title win is going to be that much more special. And I feel like it's their time. Like, like if there is a tag team that's going to knock out the Bucks, it probably should be Jurassic should Express be at this point. Yeah. Um boy is so over right now, it's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? We like, had a lot of elite interference. Like we had Gallows, Anderson, we had Cut- Omega, <laughs> we had Cutler. Cutler. Yo, yo, Cutler. Yo, yo, shout out Cutler, man. He's hilarious with that. The if the air can your man is stopping them out post match, stopping them out and spraying them like yeah. with every stops. <laughs> like yo, Cutler, shout out Cutler, man. He's fucking stupid, yo. Yeah, that shit was hilarious. Um, he makes the matches funny. But they in the middle of a match, we want to spray candies, niggas. Like yo, what the fuck are you doing, bro? <laughs> we end up having Christian come out trying to make the save for Jurassic Express, but then the elite, you know, they got the numbers game, so they end up whipping all three of them out. End up putting Christian in a one wing angel, yeah. and um, he acts like he's pinning him, you know, trying to allude to their match at All Out. So that was a pretty good segment. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts on that? No, nah, I give it an eight. Dope match. You know what I mean? Like, I can't wait for you focus. Jurassic Express to win the belts. It's coming. I can't, I can't wait until they give somebody else new a title shot. <laughs> I actually, like, I oh, like but then a- again, but then again, we're going to have 2.0 at All Out against the Young Bucks, I guess. I want to. I really want the Varsity Blondes to win the Fatal Four Way next week. You know what I mean? But that, that's my pick. I think it's I, too I, soon I, for them. Yeah, but they've I been. Think on, they're still too young. There's they, other tag teams on on the roster. Where's Pride and Powerful? That's who I want winning. That's the I really want to start getting their wins up too. They finally just started rolling. You know what I'm saying? But they just took the loss last week to FTR. This and, pinnacle ooh. in a circle shit is just holding them all back. Yeah, ooh. I agree. The pot of powerful. They just took the loss to FTR when Sun hurt his um his arm. So, but they said it looked like they're still gonna continue that feud. So it doesn't look like no time soon they're gonna be chasing the belt, bro. Yeah. Um, so let's let's move on. We thought we had enough of Rev Velvet taking some spotlight, but no. Dr. Britt Baker and Jimmy Hater <laughs> decide to issue a challenge to Rev Velvet. So yeah, it'll oh be Hater versus Velvet, I, I believe, on, on this Friday's episode of Rampage. So we'll have that. We have a, a, a package of the Hardy family office versus best friend rivalry. Um, then we end up getting Tony Schiavone in the ring, and he um, introduces No More BS, Paul White, formerly known as Big Show in WWE. 
Um, he's out there. He's trying to make an announcement. He's happy to be back. And we get QT Marshall to interrupt. And QT, typical heel shit, talking about how old and washed up Big Show, um, excuse me, Paul White is. And um, typical. I feel like this was literally like cut and copy from WWE, copy and paste in AEW. Big Show is in the same storyline he's always in. Hey, yeah. I'm back. I haven't been around. Hey, I'm back. I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight this up-and-comer. I might lose. <laughs> like, and he turns heel. Show. Yeah. Or he, he might be. Yeah, turn heel or something. So we get it. Uh, the announcement was that Big Show will officially be back in action at All Out versus uh, QT Marshall. And we get that meme that's going around with QT shock. Like, this wasn't written in, <laughs> in storyline. Like, he didn't know it was going to happen. Yeah. Um, I think personally, I think it's a waste to have Big Show come back to fight QT Marshall. Like QT, QT could be doing something else. I feel like if you're gonna bring somebody back like uh, Paul White, it should be against somebody else who's big to give them the rub, like a Wardlow or a Hager, or Hobbs. you know, some Hobbs, perfect person. You know, Brian Cage, somebody that we want to build as that next. Monster, that Monster. next giant. Yeah. Um, I feel like QT is just uh, it's gonna be a squash. I feel like they'll probably get a couple of, of thing in, things in, but chokeslam and it's yeah. over. I think Big Show's gonna take it. I think that's gonna be a really quick match all out. I mean, it should. Um, I don't want to see a 15 minute Big Show, um, Paul White. You know, match. that's you know, exactly that's what's gonna happen because they're gonna bring out all the students from the Nightmare Factory, and they're going to want to get some side. Get a double choke slam, yes. though. Get a triple choke slam all exactly. of them. Exactly. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then there's going to be a stare down between him and Nick Camarado. This will be my shit. I'd rather Nick Camarado. Yeah, that would be, be a dope match. I like Nick Camarado. He's actually Even though great. Nick is kind of green, but he has the look. He's all right. He nah, he's, better, he's better in the ring than... than I, I, he just need more time, I think. But he's actually decent in the ring. I'm not going to say he's like... Well, I mean, thanks to Sammy G's super RKO, I don't think QT's cutter's gonna can do it. <laughs> He's gonna have to do a super cutter then. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, let's move on. We have Jake Cargill uh, setting a challenge for the hottest female free agent, or at least that's how they're trying to book her as Kiera Hogan. Let's go. So we'll see that on Rampage. Then we have. Um, I had some technical difficulties, so I kind of missed this segment a little bit. We had uh, T-Tabs, we had Taz in the ring, yeah. and for some reason, he felt like he had to introduce Hook. Like, yeah. like Hook wasn't around for the past six months plus. In case you guys but, didn't recognize him, you know he got a little bit taller than his dad. <laughs> yeah, so introducing uh, Ricky Starks, the FCW champion. You mean Rocky Starks? <laughs> Rocky Starks, uh, Ricky Starks, FCW champion. Uh, he starts talking about Brian Cage, obviously. Um, instead, backstage, you see, he um, he says he wants to settle the score, whatever, but Brian Cage doesn't come out. Instead, they cut backstage, and you see that Brian Cage was laid out by Powerhouse Hobbs. See, now that's a rivalry I, I want to see. Yeah. Powerhouse Hobbs versus the machine, Brian Cage, like it books itself. These two guys are huge. And 
that's what I'm saying. Like big guys should be fighting the bigger guys. So and 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 the, show could have easily gave either one of these two the rub, but and low key, this is like um long-term booking because when we first saw Hobbs win that battle royal, when they did that little standoff between them three, it was him, Archer, and um right. Hobbs hey, was still a good guy. Hobbs actually stood tall against both of them when yeah, them two but Hobbs was still a good guy and he ended up losing. Yeah, but that was that was like the first um time they all three of them was like, but it was him and Brian Cage that actually took a um like they really collided good, but I would like to see that rivalry. Like Hobbs is dope, man. Like I, I, I since I first saw him, I was like, yo, this this guy's impressive, man. And I want to see him get more more into the rankings, more into the more wins, and and maybe go after Miro eventually. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he is working with Mark Henry, so yeah. So shout out, shout out the. But let's see what. Hopefully we'll that see, this is this is one of those matches that's like made to like develop these guys. So. Hmm? We'll see. We'll see. I I want to see a little bit more from uh, Hobbs because I know Brian Cage got the in ring down pack. Where Brian Cage lacks to me is uh promo work. Right. But it's gonna be a decent match. Yeah. Let's move on. We got Andrade, um, and and Pac situation being talked about. Pac is talking about you know the rivalry leading into All Out, and then Andrade shows up with Chavo and says. If you want the match, you have to agree to my conditions. And he ends up giving him a big ass stack of papers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling Andrade though. I, I hope, honestly to God, I hope he convinces uh Phoenix and Pentagon to leave Park in the dust and they can make uh the new Ingenables in AEW. Yeah, that would be crazy. That would be crazy. And I also want to add in that um this pairing with him and Chavo it makes way more sense than him with Vicky. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I want to say that too, but... Yeah, I'm glad they changed that quick. So yeah. glad. I, I'm sorry. Like, it Vicky, was with Vicky. Vicky did a lot of good things for WWE, but I'm, I'm not with this excuse me bullshit carrying over. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Um. Uh, we move on. We find out that the elite... Um, is going to have to defend their championships against the winners of the Eliminator Tournament with the tag teams being Private Party, Varsity Blondes, Lucha Bros, and Jurassic Express. Then we move on. We have Penelope Ford versus Thunder Rosa. Uh, Thunder Rosa obviously having a great match. Uh, Penelope looked pretty decent. Yeah. And, you know, can't complain um, about that. It was Really good on her part. Yeah, she it did changed. great selling. She did great selling this match, Penelope. So, because um, it looked like Rosa was really stiff shot at her, but she sold the shit out of her. So, shout out to her. It was a decent match. I give this like a seven. It wasn't nothing too crazy. It looked more like a um a squash, if anything. Like Rosa dominated her most of the match. Yeah, there was a couple uh points where they were doing like technical reversals and going in and out of submissions, leading to um. Thunder Rosa putting her in this awkward like leg lock. It was like a sideways, yeah. STF, if you want to, yeah, it was uh, called it, it that. It was like it was like weird, but it looked effective enough. But it was a good match. Um, obviously Thunder Rosa picking up the win by submission. So obviously, I want to see Thunder Rosa get into that title pitch like we discussed earlier in the show. I want to see her versus Britt Baker. So hopefully, we get that sooner rather than later. Yeah, that's coming. That's coming. Next up, we got Tony. We got Tony Schiavone talking to Arn and Brock Anderson, and they pretty much just laid the challenge for 
Malachi Black next week on Dynamite. So look forward to that. That's we get Miro cutting yet another great promo. He's been on fire with his promos. Um, the Redeemer Miro is he, seeking Eddie Kingston. He, he took his dusty classes. Yep. So um, cutting a fire promo. And he has his eyes set on Eddie Kingston. So we'll see that. Uh, I'm not sure if it's next week. Probably. Uh, probably or, or probably the following. Yeah. I don't think it was. Yeah, so it was just, it was, yeah, it wasn't announced. It was just a call out. Um, then we get a great, great promo from John Moxley. And he's just putting everybody on notice um, that he's, he's, you know, he's been the champion in the probably most questionable time with the pandemic. And Kenny Omega is the champion now, but he has to have a whole group of people to protect him from losing that belt. So just a lot of banging on my chest ape shit <laughs> on uh, John Moxley's part. No, Great my, promo, though. Yeah, his promo game is top notch. He ends up challenging Dan, uh, Daniel Garcia to... Uh, for the main event on this Friday's Rampage. So, like I said, a lot of a lot of continuity between Rampage and Dynamite, something that we've been, like, pretty much begging them for when it came to Dark, Dark Elevation, yeah. and their other shows kind of seamlessly meshing together. So they're doing it well. They're building up matches for uh, Rampage on Dynamite. So it's a really, really, really good look. Right, right. And let's move on to the highlight of the night, the reason we watch, the reason we are all here, Jericho versus MJF, the fifth labor of Jericho, with the stipulation being no Judas theme music, no Judas effect, finish move. And, you know, this, this, proved, this proved to me that I still love wrestling. This proved to me why I continue to watch it year in and year out for 20 plus years already. Jericho comes out with no music, and what happens? The whole twenty to thirty thousand people start singing his way to the ring. Oh, killed it! Like I was, I was, I was amazed. I was like, "Holy shit!" I had chills the entire time. Shout out, like I said once again, shout out the Houston fans, man. Y'all made this night fucking crazy. Like every match, y'all y'all was on everything. Y'all was popping when it needed to pop, booing when it needed to be booed. And then this was just like the icing on the cake. Y'all sang this man's theme song to the ring. Like, are you kidding me? I never son son that seen that before in wrestling ever. Ever. I don't remember. I I don't remember anyone being sung to the ring. By the I, fans. Don't, I don't remember many people having the stipulation on them to begin with. But that's crazy. If that people was- ask me what makes wrestling special, if people ask me what draws me to Continue watching the product, even though I know it's scripted or this. This right here. That. That was that scripted. Right that was Chris scripted. Jericho. Chris Jericho became the greatest of all time yesterday. Yeah. Fuck championships. We can't even talk about. We can't even. I can't even disagree. I can't even debate it no more. Like this. Like, he's the greatest of all time, bro. This brung his his. I don't care if Flair has sixteen or Cena might hit seventeen on on Saturday. I don't care. Chris Jericho's the GOAT because he has the people in the palm of his hands. It doesn't matter what character, what gimmick he's in. Heel or face. Today, 
change the shit tomorrow, and next week, and people will love him. Face. It doesn't. <laughs> sadly, no, sadly, that was a highlight for me, as far as this main event goes. The match was. Um, the match was regular. Yeah. I'd give this match a seven. Yeah, I give it a seven. Like MJF, he's a great promo, but I, it's he just his in ring sucks. His in ring is lacking. He's just, he just, I, I don't know. He got like that old school style. Like it's slow. Like, I don't know. It's like, it's like an 80 style. It's not like fast paced. It doesn't, he That's doesn't exactly have the, he got the Miz style. style. Like what? He got the Miz style. Yeah. He got the Miz style. If it was a fusion with what's his name? Um, the guy with the suspenders. Fuck. Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund. Yeah. <laughs> if you mix Bob Backlund with the Miz, you get MJF. MJF. <laughs> Real talk. Instead of the chicken wing, you got the armbar. And how ironic. Yeah, that's crazy. The man of a thousand and something holes, you lose to the armbar. <laughs> but Chris yeah. Jericho has a tapping to the armbar after, you know, a long match. You got to see Chris Jericho hit lion salts and all this. Yeah. Now... What didn't make sense to me and what probably brought this match down to a seven for me was the fact that you could have used the Judas effect, but you use a bat while Aubrey's not looking. That bat was okay, but you hitting the side of the Judas hit effect. She wasn't looking. Yeah. He was like, let me hit him with this illegal object, but this back elbow, oh, I can't do that. Bro, you got the breakdown. You have the cold breaker. You have... Double power, like there's so many finishes you got at your arsenal. Yeah, you got so many. That's the only thing that didn't make sense to me. It's a nitpick, admittedly, but that ending could have been done a, a little bit better. Jericho held that match down. Yeah, yeah. Made MJF look like a star, and if you just focus on MJF's aspects of the match, it wasn't all that. Yeah, he yeah. needs to work on his in ring. He needs to. Yeah. Being probably a little bit more technical. If you're gonna have that 80 style, you gotta be a little bit more technical then. Yeah. Because yeah. you're not a high, you're not a high flyer, you're not a powerhouse. No. And you're not really that technical. So what are you then? You gotta step like he yeah, he got like this 80s type. I don't know. I like I guess Bob Backlund is the best you could describe it. Like it's like an old school style. He's like the Barry Wyndham. What, what do you what like, do you guys rank break the match? I give it a seven. Ooh, right. It was I. Right. It wasn't nothing crazy. Like all the other matches stole the show. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean. Compared to this shit, this should have been like the first match. If so overall, I give Dynamite. Uh, I'll give it a, a good healthy eight. Yeah, I eight give it overall. A uh, it, it hit a lot of notes. It was a lot of setup for all out. Setup for Rampage. Uh, a lot of spinning plates. But the matches really hit this week. Yeah. I won't lie, a lot of good development. So, any final thoughts before we wrap up the show? Because you know we could do this all day. No, I'm good. Um, I give it an eight. Great dynamite. The the match, like the whole two hours flew, because everything's yeah. so exciting. I can't lie. And um, yo, another another win for the bad guys. I guess you know what I mean. Yeah. Shout out to Hall. <laughs> all right. With with that being said, we could do this all day. Can I have been AJ. That has been Kayfabe Focus. M E dot A. Chill. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel at Cafe Battery. Of course, join the Facebook group, join the conversation. Uh, hate mail, send it to E. You already know. Follow us on Instagram, everywhere, you, every social media platform. Find us at Cafe Battery. And we'll see you next week for more AEW Dynamite. Peace.
by and good night.